Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Kai Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. Bram and I had a good discussion the other night on the live stream show. Go ahead and check that out if you haven't watched that already. Just talking about a little bit about Thanksgiving, the rivalry, and what, what it means to Bram as someone who grew up in this and just kind of this team going forward, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So give that a listen. The film review was up uh, Tuesday morning and going over some of the stuff with Sam Howe, some things that were actually some positive from that game, not to sit there and just try to be a Pollyanna about it, but I think we all know what's gone wrong. So there are some things where you say, okay, you know, this is something that they can build on now and in the future. And I think that's what they kind of have to do, especially in this game. And that's why I pointed out the run game in that. And I'm and I'm going to get to that in a minute as far as keys and predictions and all that. So a um, couple, couple reminders. I will be back after Thursday's game with a wrap-up of the Cowboys Commanders. And then also on Thursday, you can read my story on Jackie Taylor, Sean Taylor's daughter, and just her creating, following and creating her own legacy 16 years after her dad was murdered. And it was around this time. So, you know, good for her and good for the family for what she's doing. And I appreciate her sharing the story. She's an impressive young lady. And I think you'll enjoy reading and hearing what she has to say. So check that out on Thursday. All right. So um, before I get to the keys and prediction, just a couple of things on the injury updates. As I'm recording this Wednesday morning, still don't know the final injury report. So I don't know all who are, who's going to be out and who's, who's going to be available. And so we'll, you know, if you check back on Twitter, whatever X, whatever it is now, um, just to get the final update on guys like Antonio Gibson, he did work. He was, you know, yesterday a little bit, so that's a good sign for them, but we'll see what happens, um, with him on Thursday. So check that for that, check back for that. And it's not going to necessarily affect any of the keys that I'm going to get into, this is a tough one, folks, but listen, there's a blueprint for everything to win a game in the NFL because good teams lose games and bad teams win games. And right now, Washington is a bad team. Dallas is a very good team. Dallas also lost to Arizona earlier this year. Thing, weird things happen in this league and weird things have happened in this robbery. I was there when Heath Schuler beat this team. I think it was like as a 17-point underdog, for goodness sake. So there have been some crazy games in this series in the NFL in general. So perhaps that what's, that's what happens Thursday. You know, I would just say make sure you're having a good Thursday with family and friends. And if this team delivers for you, it's a bonus. So let's get into some of the keys for this game. Number one, the big key, more runs. This does not mean you have to completely abandon the whole, I want to throw the ball philosophy. I want these extended handoffs. That's all fine. But the goal of this thing is not to just run your offense. It's to try what's the smartest way to win a game. And I think in this game, it's going to be exactly what I said. Now, um, look, you can look back at last year's Dallas game where Sam Howell did a nice job, but he didn't, he wasn't asked to throw a lot. And you know, so why is that? And they did run the ball fairly well, but they did that because the defense was playing at a far better level than it is now. So they didn't have to 
Um, they could get away with some longer drives and some a couple field goals early because the defense was actually helping out and they made Dak Prescott look bad. And so that is a big, that was, you know, you could take that philosophy, but I'm going to get into the runs here first. So why do I say this? Well, I felt like last week, and this is why I talked about the run game on the, on the um, film review on Tuesday, because I felt like they did a better job. And I felt like Brian Robinson did a really good job being patient, showing the patience they needed him to show. He's getting to that point. And it's important, and it's going to be important in this game, but it was important last week because you could see him drawing in linebackers, setting up blockers, making good cuts off that. For the most part, he did a good job. I think Rod, Chris Rodriguez did as well. And I think Antonio Gibson, before he got hurt, was having some of his better games, mostly as a pass catcher. And so, but anyways, I think the ability in this game to draw cut some jump cuts is going to be very big and it's not this isn't about just time of possession because if all you do is possess a ball and don't score all you're doing is you're you're allowing a team that can score fast to score fast and build a big lead and you've got nothing to show for it so i think that's something you know because dallas can score in a hurry so it's not just about time of possession and keeping the ball away because they can score fast so if the best to me this is a, it's about the best way to move the ball against a defense that has not is not as strong against the run. They rank um, th here's a, they rank 24th in first down runs um, in yards allowed on first down runs. Uh, they have Jonathan Hankins is playing in the middle. You guys know he, he was he visited here once upon a time. Used to get asked a lot about him. That's great. He's a good player, but he's not Dexter Lawrence. And they had a trouble last week against the Giants because of Dexter Lawrence. And I think Tyler Larson against Hankins is a better matchup for them. And I think is I think that's more strength and strength. And I think you know Lawrence combines some quickness with it. And I think that's one way that you can take advantage of that. The other thing, but here's the thing: this is why I say it's not just about time of possession or just running the ball, because it's not just about running the ball. But I do think it's an efficient way that you can move against this defense and get ahead of the sticks, put yourself in better third down situations. Carol, but here's the thing: last week Carolina played Dallas in the first half. They averaged, I think it was like. Oh, five and a half, 5.6 yards per carry in the first half. They trailed at halftime, 17 to three. So you're going to have to do more than that, but you, but it is an effective way to move the ball against this team. And it can be done. They, the, Dallas is aggressive coming up. So their linebackers are going to come up. You press the hole, right? Their linebackers are flying up. They want to make some big plays in the backfield and they do. And so they're going to drop you for some minus two carries at times. But if you make a guy miss, you're going to get 10 yards. So they they are going to be aggressive coming up. So the pressing the hole, cutting off that is going to can be effective if they do. And that's why I said Brian Robinson, what he showed last week is what he's going to have to show on Thursday to, to get that going. There is so much to be thankful for. Family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you. Money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KIME, K-E-I-M. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook 
an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KIME. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Problem is, you're going to have to finish drives. So to do that, you're going to really have to then um, throw the ball but you put yourself in a better position, do get some first downs. So if you do have to end up punting, you're putting, you're pinning Dallas deep, making them go a little bit further than they want to, but you are going to have to throw the ball at, at some point to win. This isn't about going 70% runs versus 30% passes. If that's what it takes, that's what you do. But it is about running a little bit more and putting yourself in a better position and keeping them a little bit off balance because when they get into third down mode, you're, they're going to be tough for this offense to stop as far as the protection, um, et cetera. So, but the thing is more runs, please, because I think that will help this offense. And I think it's a good way to move the ball against the Dallas defense. So the second key eyes on Micah. Do I really have to go into this one, but I'm going to, the guy's having a tremendous, the guy's a tremendous player and he's a game changer. So, and he's, as a, someone who loves football, he's a lot of fun to watch. And I will say this, that I talked about this on the live stream show. And one of the reasons I enjoy watching what Dallas does up front and even New York is because they use, especially Dallas. So Dallas has really good, has some good pass rushers, including Micah, obviously, but they move them around. It's not a stagnant pass rush. It's not a, Hey, we're going to line up these four guys and we're going to go forward. It's not that. And I know it's not as simple to say that's all Washington does. However, they don't do anything like this. And they put their pass rushes in position to really make some plays. And I know it's funny because when Chase Young was here, you hear a lot like, well, they should use him like Micah. He's not Micah Parsons. So you can't use him like Micah Parsons. There were times they would rush Chase inside and it, it didn't go as well as I thought it would because I am I was an advocate of that as well. Because So and my, my point in that is not to, to certainly not, not to criticize Chase Young. It's not that. It's just saying that Micah is a different dude. He's a different athlete at that as a, as a linebacker and someone who can rush in from the you know three point stance inside, stand up and all that. Very few teams have a guy like that, and and I don't think I think that one team has a guy like that. And it's Dallas, and he's going to be playing on Thursday, and and so that's that's a problem. But but the point is, and you know you can for those of you who want to criticize how Washington has done with their line and the lack of whatever that's all fair now washington has two good very good tackles so that's maybe that's why you don't want to do some of that stuff however i do like what dallas does with their line and they create situations for micah parsons to win all the time so look at on the first series against carolina first series lines up inside as a right tackle it lines up at the left defensive end stand up over the middle right defensive end loops inside and then another time where he's a little bit wide of the guard gets inside guard whiffs point is he was all over the place so you've got to know where he's at and there are times there's one play where he starts up over the left guard and he's standing up and the center and the left guard he starts where a center left guard are looking both looking at, at lawrence coming inside um and 
they don't really have eyes on Parsons and he comes around the outside and it's a little bit of a shove, but like, how do you not have some eyes on that guy? Both the eyes were inside at, the, at Lawrence rushing inside. And so you have to have eyes on him because he's going to be coming, right? So you've got to be, he's going to be rushing the passer. He's going to be coming to the, get, coming to get the quarterback. So you've got to have eyes on him. And again, on this one looped inside easy pressure because they did not have eyes on him. And he's really good when it's a, when you have, you know, you see a situation where a guard and, you know, the guard in the center, they're both kind of getting their arms out there in case a guy comes inside so they can kind of push and all that. He's really good at squeezing through that because he's quick. So you might get him, but he's going to be a little bit step ahead. So he's going to squeeze through because it's not some lumbering guy coming through. It's a guy who's pretty damn fast and quick and athletic. So if you don't do if you don't handle that right, he's going to pressure because that's just what he does. And against this team, that would be my biggest fear. Dallas, Dallas has the best pressure rate in the NFL and their, their pass rush win rate is like over 60%, maybe 66%. Their, their pressure rate is like 39% of passing downs. They're going to pressure you. This team, of course, we know is given up pressures. And so that's going to be a key. So one way to deal with them too, is then one thing they did well in that finale last year. Now it's a different offense, different coordinator, different guy calling plays. But EB, Eric Bieniemy has been calling some for some quicker throws lately. That's one way to do it. The mesh concepts are going to, you know, Dallas likes to, when they're bringing pressure, they're going to be up and playing press. So you can, you can try and run some of those, get some stacks, some rubs, you know, some mesh concepts going, and that's a way to do it. Um, the receivers have to win better than they have been, period. And that's one of the problems that I think one of the things that's kind of jumped out this year is they have not won as quick as they needed to, because I think that's one way you're going to have to win. Shoot, last year against them, this is where Dotson had a really good game running after the catch. And Howell was very good at getting rid of the ball, um, getting him in stride, getting to him early. So he's got there's some cracks in there. If you can do that, you can create big plays for yourself. Because while, while I say like a difference in that game last year was this defense was playing much better. The offense did a nice job of creating some separate of creating situations for guys to run after the catch. And they're going to need to get that this time. But with this pressure and, you know, the quick throws are going to help because that pressure with Micah Parsons will be coming. He's not the only guy to worry about, but he's going to be the main guy because other guys are going to get you. There are going to be some other guys get you, but he's the one that you always have to focus on because of how he moves around, et cetera. And then you have um, Deron Bland with his, he's getting a lot of pick sixes this year. And Dallas has scored a lot on defense. Bland likes to undercut the throw. And I think you have to, as for Sam Howell, you have to know that and throw accordingly. And there was one, I think it was in, it was against Carolina maybe, where he undercuts the receiver um, on a little crossing route. So instead of trying to lead him, maybe you got to throw over the top and kind of lead him to an area just to just be aware that he's going to undercut the throw. And they know that Washington knows that very well it's on film, but they know it very well too. So there, there will be chances for plays. It's not like this is the most dominant defense ever. It's just the pass rush is really concerning and how they play the coverage behind it is as well. So you can get some phase, maybe some deep deep um, back shoulder throws. Cause I've seen that Carolina had a couple of those as well. So there will be plays, but you've got to handle Micah Parsons to be able to get some time to do that. And, and so, you know, and, and there you go, some more protect seven, maybe more seven mans or, you know, certainly the backs have to be good picking up guys, but know where Micah is at all times. The Adventure Park at Sandy Springs Holiday Sale is here. Save 30% or more on climbing and zip lining gift certificates, season passes, axe throwing packages, and more. Our families have enough stuff. 
This year, give the gift of experience and adventure. With eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, there is something for everyone. Visited already this year? The courses evolve with the trees around them so each experience has something new to offer. Named Best Amusement Park in the DMV two years in a row, this is an opportunity you won't want to miss. This is their biggest sale of the year and purchases never expire. While the sale runs until Christmas Day, the earlier you buy, the bigger the savings. The perfect gift for families, coworkers, and friends alike is waiting for you at www.theadventurepark.com slash kind. That's www.theadventurepark.com slash kind. And that's K-E-I-M. Last one, gonna go with back to the eyes. Eyes on C.D. Lamb. Gotta know where this guy is too, because he is he and A.J. Brown are having phenomenal years. And fortunately for Washington, they're both in the same division. You get to see those guys twice a year. How lucky are they? And, you know, he's having a great year. And um, he was not playing like this last year, but he's having a tremendous year. He has 22 pass plays of 20 yards or more. That leads the NFL. This team gives up the most pass plays of 20 yards or more. This is a problem. This is a problem, folks. Um, He also, like, there was one throw where, Dak Prescott gets it. He's actually, I think it was against Carolina, Carolina or the Giants, who was Giants because it was Deion, it was uh, Banks covering him, and it was just actually good coverage. Throws it down, down inside, running on the outside, just outside the numbers. Run, throws it down inside, and Banks is kind of there inside, has a little bit of his right arm, but Lamb just reaches out with his left hand and pulls it in in stride. It was, I don't know, it was a phenomenal catch. I don't know how you defend that much better. How many guys are going to do that? We've seen a lot of big plays missed this year because guys can't make that kind of a catch. And I'm not even saying that, you know, in some cases it's like, I don't blame them because who can? Well, this guy can and A.J. Brown can. And they make those plays. Washington's receivers have not done that this year. Um, There's always, there have been too many drops or too many near misses um, just on some that could be really big explosive plays. Lamb makes those. So that's something that you have to contend with. And then in the red zone, in the red zone, you really have to watch him because Dallas will do some different things with him. And, you know, for example, it was in both times in New York game, you know, the play where you're going to get, he was lined up on the right, kind of runs a motion inside to the, like going from left to right, excuse me, lines up on the left, going to run a motion from left to right. Then midway through, he abruptly turns back and get, lines up on the left side. Again, you know, just tight formation inside and Banks goes with them. And then he immediately at the snap sprints out to the right. Banks is on, has an outside leverage on him. So he's not in position to do anything. So if that ball goes to Lamb, it's a touchdown. Except that the backside safety is aware of this. He comes up and makes the play. And so he ends up making the stop because his eyes are in the right spot. You see Lamb, you're handling your responsibility. You come up and you make the stop. So this is, I think, inside the five-yard line. And I think it was for like a two-yard. It was certainly for either no gain or two-yard loss. Now, a few years ago, Cam Curl made those kind of plays for Washington. And I think it was and it was the, the game they won where Gibson went crazy, right? But Cam Curl made some plays like that where it's like, you know, you're in the right spot. You're doing your job. Your eyes in the right spot and you make the play. But you've got to know this because they're going to do it. Then also in that same game, little fake play action left and a little end around to the right for Lamb. Backside safety, everybody's looking inside or everybody's looking to 
you know, to the Dallas's left because that's where the fake was. Here you have, and, and Dallas makes one block on the outside against Thibodeau, and he cuts inside, and it's an easy touchdown because nobody's eyes were on him on that play. He's running an end around, so the backside guys have to be aware when he when you're in that red in that scoring territory that this is something that they could do. So be aware of that, and that's you know because all the other things that makes this guy dangerous, how they use him sometimes also makes him dangerous as well because they're going to find ways to get him the ball. The O line has been, has been has been good enough last two games. I don't think they've given up a sack. There are you can get some pressures against the right tackle, Terrence Steele, but the line has been given a sack. Now part of that is Dak Prescott has the fifth fastest time of get of getting rid of the ball, so he's going to be hard to get to. Um, so you have to kind of adjust accordingly. It's a little bit more like a Mac Jones situation where are you going to really get to him? Probably not. So you're going to have to play good coverage. And that's my big concern with this group because they haven't, they haven't shown any reason to believe that this is going to be the game that everything just clicks for them. Because what is the proof of that? The last few games, they give up these big plays and they have blown coverages. And it's, I go back to the new England game where I asked the coaches after that game, are you concerned that, while New England only hit a couple of those big plays, there were multiple chances for them because guys were left uncovered or not covered well. And it just created a lot of separation. The players were just missed. And the answer was no, because they because the plays weren't converted. Well, to me, it was a major yes, because it's happening every week. So there hasn't been any week where even the, play, the weeks where they haven't given up some or given up a lot, it's still been a it's still been bad overall because the plays are there. It's just a matter of does the quarterback make them or not. And when you leave them wide open, we, we've even seen a third string guy for the Giants who was undrafted can make the plays. Dak Prescott will be able to make those plays. So you have to be very communicative. Will they? I don't know. Because again, like even in the big one against the Giants last week, the 40-yarder, Percy Butler's trying to communicate it and it, was, it didn't get through for whatever reason, whether it was they didn't hear or whether it was maybe there was confusion over the call or or the confusion over like what they're supposed to do with that call. Whatever it is, it wasn't working. And so that's that's a problem. And it's going to be it could be a problem Thursday if you're not if you're not careful. It'd be nice to see this defense make some plays where you can actually get the ball back for the offense. Um, it'd be nice to see the offense not turn over six times. I, I do think, um, but you know, anyways, what doesn't matter what I think about that. Cause I think the whole thing is nowhere. CD lamb is there are other weapons on this offense. Tony Pollard starting to run pretty well. The tight ends doing a nice job that, you know, there have, there, it's not just a CD lamb show, but he's the guy that if you let him get off, it is a major wrap and you'll be, you'll be enjoying your thanks or you'll be enjoying, I put air quotes there, your Thanksgiving meal or your, or your pumpkin pie or whatever in the second half and, and probably playing games with your family if you let him go off early. Anyways, so, so how this game unfolds? Well, let me say this. I think like a big question is how does Sam Howell respond? Well, I think Howell always responds well. The question to me isn't just about him is will they give him enough time? Will the game plan be sufficient to help him with that. And lately, I think the game plan, listen, the game plan wasn't bad last week. It's just, you can't turn the ball over as much as they did and win a game. You know, I liked the mix of the run pass and I liked not just the mix of run pass, but just what they were doing um, <clears throat> to create those situations. They were moving the ball. And so it wasn't a matter of that. So if you eliminate the turnovers, you, 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 this offense can do something in this game. If you protect how, and if you and if you protect the ball, because if you give that ball up early, it's it's just over. You can't you can't. They're not if they lose any any 
turnover margin in the negative for these guys is a big L. So you have to take care of the ball. But the game plan I felt was pretty – the game plans have been pretty good the last several weeks. So if you continue along those lines, I like the way this offense is trending, but you've got to give Howell the time and, and protection. And because to me, like this is about measuring Howell, but you also have to measure him under the – like how is this group able to protect him? And, and again, sometimes it's on him. Sometimes it's on them. Sometimes it's on a call. But how is that going to play out and how does he handle it? So I think he'll handle it well. I have a lot of faith or confidence that he can do that. And so do they. However, I don't have any confidence in this defense. And Dallas is playing at home. I will say Washington has done pretty well there when they're double-digit dogs. So you got that. They have that going for them. But I like Dallas in this one, 30 to 21. And I think, you know, that, that I don't, anyways, I'll just stick with that score. 30 to 21 Dallas. Um, that's it, folks. That's all I have to say. I'll be back after the game, wrapping up the Commanders Cowboys. Have a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy it with your family. And I, I always, I hope you always know how much I appreciate you tuning in, especially when it, this team is not performing for you guys as you would like. But the fact that you come back and you want to hear what I have to say about it or my guests have to say about it, I always appreciate. So happy Thanksgiving to you. And I'll talk to you next time.